0: You're listening to the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports, hosted
1: by Zach Case and Joey Polatsky.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the 104 Sports Report. We have plenty of news to fill you guys in on today in this episode. And of course, I'm Zach Case, joined by my co-host, Joey Polatsky. Joey, welcome back to another episode of the podcast.
2: Yeah, Zach, we got a big update today. The uh, SUNYAC sports, SUNYAC Spring Sports decision coming this week. This is what this podcast was made for. We're here for the live sports, and uh, we got some good news to share with everyone.
0: Yeah, plenty of exciting news coming out of the Suniac, along with some more Oswego Buccaneers hockey. Of course, everyone, welcome back uh, to the podcast. We're happy to have you guys here. And season three episodes, you can listen to all three of our episodes we've already dropped. This is episode four uh, of the spring 2021 semester. And if you're listening to us, you can find us all on all of our podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts google play and breaker
2: season three episodes last week we had jason leone the suniac men's basketball coach of the decade on i was hyping it on twitter as one of the best interviews we've done i genuinely thought it was and the people didn't listen to it so if you haven't listened to it yet if you're one of the many people that i was expecting to listen to it and you haven't yet get on that spotify apple get on it listen to that one of the best interviews you've done great guy great coach
0: I we Joey said it's one of the best interviews we've done. I have to agree with him as I did submit uh that interview as a award. Uh, so hopefully uh, we'll know actually next Monday if the 104 Sports Sport is an award winning podcast. Well, uh, so stay huge. tuned. We'll have news for episode five. Maybe we are. Uh, but then huge. there's more awards uh for New York State Broadcasters Association uh coming later in uh the semester. So uh, tune in and uh, Joe, of course, what do you got?
2: Once we have live sports, we're 100% going to be an award-winning podcast. No doubt in my mind.
0: We could be award-winning podcast
2: before live sports, so that's a possibility. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: So, of course, we are a WNYO affiliate, point nine FM, if you're in Oswego or online at wnyo 8.9.org uh, uh, Just an FYI, if you guys want to listen to any of the Oswego uh, boys, Buccaneers hockey teams, or the girls team, you can listen on wnyo point nine FM. Uh, and listen to the other WNYL podcast, a lot of uh, options out there, a lot of different topics uh, on the website. So you can go over to our website and find all those. And if you want to leave some messages or voicemails at 315-216-7593, that's 315-216-7593. Any questions, comments or concerns you have for Joey and I, of course, you can leave them right there uh, and we'll we'll. Listen to him and we'll talk about them, and uh, maybe have you guys uh, listen in and we'll we'll put your questions on the podcast.
2: That's the personal phone number because that case is burner phone. So any questions, comments, concerns, blow his burner phone up.
0: That's funny because I know technology, Joe, and I actually created a Google Voice account with that phone number. So thank you. Uh, I wish it was connected to my phone number. Maybe if it was my phone number, people would actually call us more.
2: Oh, yeah. No, 100%. If you you said, here's my actual phone number, give me a call. People would just blow it up, just, just blow up your voicemail just for fun.
0: Hey, I'm a famous guy. I don't know. The Twitter world, the Twitter world, in Oswego might think that, uh, I'm a famous guy, but it is what it is. Uh, episode four topics. We're going to dive into flash and talk about that SUNY Spring Sports decision. Then we're going to go to Buccaneer, Buccaneer Quarter. Before we kind of have an extended Buccaneer Quarter, as our interview today is Kevin Aherd, head coach of the Oswego Boys Buccaneers hockey team. I want to thank him for coming on yesterday uh, to talk to me. Unfortunately, Joe couldn't be on the interview. Uh, But we took care of business with that one. It's a great interview. Uh, It's nice to get a different perspective. Uh, But Joe, I think we're ready to dive into uh, the newsflash segment of the podcast. Of course, Suniac Spring Sports Division, if you want to start this one off, go ahead, please.
2: Yeah, Suniac Spring Sports yesterday. The uh, SUNY Chancellor, Jim Malatras was at SUNY Oswego yesterday to make the decision on Suniac Spring Sports. So... They had meetings last week and earlier this week, and it was announced yesterday there will be spring sports. We're going to start March 20th. Um, they're going to, there's going to be no spectators to start the season, so all your coverage is going to be on WNYO, WTOP, and on here on the 104 Sports Report, and uh, we'll keep you posted with everything. And March 20th is the start date. There's going to be East and West Divisions, um, 16 games. They're working on non-conference scheduling, and everyone's got to wear masks at all, masks at all times besides during competition.
0: Which is really weird to see because I thought they were going to have to wear a mask during the, the heat of the competition. So when he said that, it kind of shocked me a little bit. Uh, to add on what you said, the conference is split in half, east and west divisions. Uh, the west division is going to be New Pulse, odiata, Potsdam, Plattsburgh, and Cortland. And then depending on the sport, that may change a little bit with Buffalo State and Fredonia not sponsoring a couple uh, spring sports. Uh, and then on the west side, it's going to be Oswego. Uh, Brockport, Geneseo, Buffalo State, and Fredonia, like I talked about. Uh, The one thing you have to notice with that is the conference is split using Interstate 81, Joe, uh, that runs between Cortland all the way up uh, past Oswego uh, and then into Canada. So that's the split for the conference. It's uh, really basically the Syracuse divide line. That's what's going to split the conference. So.
2: So it's the same teams in the conferences that were proposed for winter sports. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, it's the same conference. We knew setup it was coming for fall sports. Yeah, I, I kind of expected it. It was it was really once they announced it for fall sports back in August, that didn't happen. I knew they would probably keep the same system heading into the rest of the sports. Eventually, it was going to get used. I think next season in the fall season we'll be back to normal. Uh, I think you guys could expect that. Uh, but for right now, we're going to stick with this division format, which is going to create a lot of good matchups. Uh, I think a lot of teams are going to see each other some more. Uh, so I think it's going to be interesting and we'll see what happens. One thing to touch on, I'm going to talk about some more of the details here. There should be around 60 games per sport and there will be playoffs. There will be a Sudiac championship uh, and a Sudiac champion with a final four format with two teams from each of the division making it to the playoffs, playing each other, uh, and then you'll play the other division winner. Uh, I don't know where those championships are going to be. I would feel like each sport would be in a different school. I'm hoping Oswego can do one of those sports. That would be pretty cool to get on one of those broadcasts. Uh, and then there's also a plan for non-conference games. Uh, that's still the works that will be announced uh, by the Sudiac and then approved by the Sudiac presidents uh, as the season gets underway or as we get closer to the season. So that's all I got right now on the Sudiac decision. Joe, uh, I want to get some of your thoughts, though. Uh, obviously, uh, we're not here to just put facts out. We, you guys want our opinions, too. So, Joe, you can start with yours.
2: One thing you mentioned is the advantage of seeing a team, you know, numerous times in a season more than you would in a, in, a, uh, in a regular season. But it's going to be this advantage next year for the for all the all the spring sports teams. If you're in the east, you're going to see a west. You're going to see a west team for the first time in two years. So you're going to go. I mean, obviously, last season was canceled. This season, you're not seeing them. So next year, it's going to be like. I mean, it's pretty much going to be like you're playing a school you've never played before. There's going to be a whole lot of new faces on that team, whole lot of new roles. It's going to be interesting next year. But I mean, obviously, I'm happy we have uh, spring sports this year. We got. I mean, it, we're under a month now. This is dropping February twenty fourth. We're under a month to spring sports. It's exciting stuff. I'm really excited for both the student athletes to get a chance to play, uh, you know, the student media to cover it. Um, the, I mean, even the parents, too. Literally everyone top to bottom. It's nice that we're getting a, a, a spring season.
0: And there's definitely a lot of buzz when you talk about uh, the excitement. I talked to players yesterday after the press conference. There's a, There was one representative, a couple – uh, from each team there and they talked to us and the media they were very excited there's a couple seniors that were in that group and they really wanted to play uh and they're and they're just frustrated with what's been happening and now it's kind of been like the green's been taken off their shoulders a little bit especially the fact that you, their season could have been canceled twice uh and now to think about it really the fact that uh i told i told everyone out of the twitter world uh that uh the, the vote was kind of 50-50. And to be able to swing that in some way, convince one of the presidents to come to the other side really helped us out. Uh and I really I'm really happy. I can't wait to call some lacrosse games. I know you're gonna call baseball hopefully for the radio station, but it's gonna be a real interesting. Uh, spring semester as we return to these sports. I know we talked to Dan Kane, uh, the athletic director, yesterday after that meeting, and one of his assistants, and they were talking to us about how it's all going to work, logistics, when we have to get tested, where we're going to be on the Laker turf. Uh, so it seems like they want us there. We want to be there. Uh, So definitely, we're going to be uh, broadcasting those games for everyone. Uh, and I can't wait. The viewership's going to be up. Uh, since no one could go to the games. And uh, we're going to do a great job with these broadcasts. I know the guys really want to work hard on these. Uh, so if you're a lacrosse player, uh, you should be really stoked to see uh, some of the bro- best broadcasting work uh, taken to the Laker turf uh, coming later in the season.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, all the parents out there that aren't going to be able to go watch their kids play in these games are both the quality of guys and their broadcasting skills that we have at SUNY go are elite-level tier. And all the parents out there that are going to get to listen to these broadcasts and watch these broadcasts, it's going to be special. I mean, it'll, it'll obviously, it'll be tough that you're not there, but I mean, we're not going to bring you bad broadcasts. It's going to be great stuff. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention was just with the, with the spring sports happening, it's nice that this is the first time in a while that it's this, this um, the season worth of sports student athletes. They're not wondering, Oh, are we going to have a season? We're going to kind of prepare, kind of be ready for them to say no, whatever. It's hey, you have a month, you know, go get ready. Like it's going to happen. It's a go. Let's get ready for the season. It's exciting. It's very exciting.
0: Definitely. And I, I feel like, with you touch on the broadcasting point of view, we had the best broadcast in the SUNYAC Hands down, there are schools like Geneseo that have no student media organizations. They use their athletic departments, they have one camera with one guy talking. And it's kind of pathetic. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. As a SUNY Geneseo group that has a good hockey team, a couple other really good sports, I think they won the most SUNYAC championships in the 2019-2020 school year. That's what you have for your broadcast. Uh, it's kind of I feel like it's kind of unacceptable. Unacceptable at some points. But once again, you come over to us, uh, and you, your student plays for the Lakers, uh, and you're also going to have. Uh, An awesome broadcast from our point of view, because we want to be there. We want to give you guys the coverage. We want to talk about the stories uh, and we want to talk about your athletes. Uh, So it's going to be a fun one. And I'm really excited to see what we can do from a TV perspective. And I know the radio station is going to do a really good job with baseball and softball. Uh, So I would really say stay, stay tuned. Uh, for spring sports stuff. Obviously the podcast is going to make a major shift as we talked about what we're going to become here in the future when sports do come back. And now with the return of sports uh, in the coming weeks, we're really going to change into a different style of podcast that hopefully everyone uh, will enjoy.
2: Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. So March 20th is the start date. So we're currently, we have this upcoming weekend. Then we got two weekends after that, then it's go time. So, I mean, we're going to, we're going to be shifting around soon. We're going to keep bringing you interviews and, uh, we, we're going to do some season previews before then. But, I mean, once we're in season, this is going to be the go-to spot for all the updates and everything.
0: Basically, we're going to have two more episodes. So we'll probably have interviews with it. And then we're going to switch over to that new format with two episodes a week and a recap and preview of what's going to happen uh, the following weekend, and recap what happened last weekend. Maybe throw a little coach interview, depending on uh, how's he, how, how are you doing, coach, after the game and what do you think and blah, 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 like stuff like that. And we're going to give you guys the details. We're going to become experts uh, in the lacrosse and baseball field. I'm going to have to pick up the lacrosse side. Uh, Joe's going to really take care of the baseball and softball. That's the beauty of having a guy that knows uh, the sport that you don't know as much. Uh, And obviously, he'll be called the games, called the shots. We're going to pick up
2: stuff neither of us really know either, too. We're gonna be we're gonna be covering everything. We're not just covering the main sports. We're getting every oh, single sport. Oh, that's have.
0: I, I definitely want to talk about. I think tennis is gonna play a, a sport mm-hmm. we haven't really talked about. I think indoor track is gonna play in some capacity.
2: We're gonna learn everything
0: uh, about all of them. So, so we're gonna be all over the place. I know Joe's gonna have the baseball side hammered down though, and I'm gonna learn a little more lacrosse. Uh, and we'll be ready to go. So let's dive into uh, Buccaneer Corner now on the 104 Sportsport. Thanks for listening to that segment. Uh, news flash with the spring sports decision. But let's talk about the Oswego High School Boys Buccaneers hockey team. The girls are really playing right now. The record is two and four. Uh, I think maybe two and five now after that loss last night, Tuesday night against CBA. But let's just go over their last four games. Uh, I broadcasted the CNS game on Friday night along with the CBA game. At home on Saturday, they won against CNS Seven to five, but then fell to the Christian Brothers Academy six to two, which really was a downturn for them. They ended up going on the road, or they hosted Baldwinsville Monday night uh, for a good matchup against a d- good Division One team. They lost six to two once again, and last night they went on the road to the State Fairgrounds and lost to the C.B.A. team uh, once again for the second time in four days, five to three. So if you're Oswego, you're really noticing a lot of goals go in the back of your net. And not a lot of goals go in the back of their net. Uh, with lack of scoring, the lack of offense, and the lack of defense on the other side. Uh, Joe, before we touch on opinions and stuff, their upcoming games are one tonight. Uh, Auburn is coming into the fort for an eight pm puck drop, a little different than the seven o'clock usual. And then Skinny Atlas is coming tomorrow night for that seven o'clock, uh, seven o'clock puck drop. Probably the best team in the state, one of the best teams in Section Three. So that's gonna be a tough matchup for Oswego. Uh, on Thursday night.
2: Yeah. Uh, first of all, for the for the game tonight, tomorrow, the rest of the games, uh, WNYO889.org is a place to listen. Um, but, yeah, the past four games, I mean, Zach, you and I are both there Friday night. That second period against CNS, they scored five goals and it looked like it was everything was looking up for the Bucks. Then CNS came back in the third and then the past three games have all kind of been downhill. I mean, scoring two, three goals a game, you're not you are not going to win many hockey games playing like that on the offensive end. And then giving up five, six goals a game, you're not going to win many hockey games on the defensive And it's not like they're winning absolute like offensive shootouts, and they're not winning defensive competitions. They're just getting beat on both sides of the ice.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like we we say it like that, and it's kind of like we're just we're just slamming the team right now. They're they're better than what the the record shows, yeah, and they're 100%. better than what they're than what the goal totals show too. I co I obviously I talked to Kevin Aherd. Uh, in this interview and before that interview a lot. And you're going to hear him say that they're making strides in the right ways. And he talked about how this was going to be a growing season. And this looks like a growing season, a two and five record with games that you were a part of, but you didn't have a complete game. Uh, you lacked maybe in the last 15 minutes of the contest. That's why the score looks a little weird. Uh, so if you're us, we go, you just got to put a, together a complete 45 minute game uh with those 15 minute periods and you gotta take care of business in your in your in your own barn and into your own zone uh and, and really i think they need to find the guy uh that's gonna lead them in between the pipes Dembling hasn't been bad for the Bucks but he's been lacking a little bit. I know last night they played Krolovich the backup or or actually the third string that's now the backup they played him against CBA just because Demling didn't have a good contest against uh the team last year or last uh last Saturday uh, so we'll see what's happening tonight against Auburn. Auburn's a little weaker of a team. So I think they should come out with a win here, but you have Skitty Atlas on Thursday and that's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, so we'll see what happens here with the boys, Buccaneers hockey team.
2: Yeah. I said on the pregame show Saturday night with uh, Aaron Valentino and Mike gross that looking ahead to this week, they were looking to go two and two. Um, I think two and two would be a successful week. Obviously three and one four and I oh would be an unbelievable week, but two and two is, I, I would say a very good week for the bucks. And I think right now but two and two still on the table but you know skinny atlas obviously a very tough game auburn will be a decent game but um yeah i, I think saturday night against cns that second period i wouldn't call it a fluke period by the bucks by any means it's not like those five goals were just you know they weren't it wasn't fluke goals they weren't getting dominated and just putting pucks up putting pucks in the net they were winning all fast to that second period they were dominating cns and i think that te- the team has it in them they just need to I mean, obviously, five goals a period is a very high standard to set it to, but they have it in them to dominate all assets of the game or all aspects of the game and put pucks in the back of the net, play some defense. It's it's in this team. That wasn't a fluke period by any means. They just need to figure out what they got to do better and just stick to it. Got to have a better game plan going and do it. And I mean, these guys are capable. It's, it's a very talented team, but obviously, guys are still developing. There's some young guys on the team, but I, I think. The season's definitely not done for the Bucs by any means. There's there's gonna be some promising games ahead. Yeah,
0: you touched on that. And I, I really believe uh we like I know this team. I've been to every home game, I've watched every period they've had at the fort, and th- they've had those moments like you talked about where they absolutely dominated the team. And there's been moments like that in other games. I feel like this team has it in them uh, to be that team 100% of the time. They just got to find their stride. So we're going to head over to the interview now. uh, The 104 Sports Board, we had Kevin Ahern, head coach of the Oswego Boys Buccaneers Hockey team, the team we just talked about. He came out of the pod. He talked to me yesterday before his matchup against CBA. A lot of good talking points from him. Uh, I love talking to him. He's a a young or not young. He is young, but like obviously he's got a lot of uh, good talking points. Uh, And he's a he's a good a good coach. I would say a lot of a lot of awesome tactics he's got in the bag. Uh, We talked about a couple systems that he run that I've never seen before from a hockey perspective. Uh, He's a really good coach. and uh, I think he's got a lot of hockey knowledge. So, uh, Joe, if you're ready, I think we're going to send it over to the interview.
2: Yeah, great interview with Coach Ahern. Let's get into it.
0: All right, you're listening to the Kevin Ahern interview on the 104 Sports Sport. We'll see you after this interview and we'll wrap it uh wrap up episode four. So we'll see you after this. Welcome back to another interview on the 104 Sports Sport. Joey, unfortunately, will be unable to join us for this exclusive interview with head coach Kevin Ahern of the Oswego Buccaneers Boys hockey team. Coach, I know you've had a busy week so far, so thank you for taking the time to sit down with me today.
1: No, my pleasure.
0: Uh, how did, uh, before we really dive into everything, how did you think, uh, last night's game went, and, uh, what do you, uh, look uh, forward to seeing, uh, with this team heading in, uh, into these next three games?
1: I saw a lot of, uh, positive, um, strides forward last night. I, I was really proud of the guys. We spotted, you know, three goals in the first four minutes. Um, and we call out. And from that point on, most of the game was a, a two, two game. And so with a, with a very good division one opponent and, um, we remained disciplined throughout, and that was one of our keys. We, we've not been successful um, because we've gone to the penalty box so much. Yeah,
0: and and you really noticed that you pulled uh, your your senior goaltender Demling there uh, early on. You put in a different goaltender, and it seemed to work later on. Uh, but let's really move on to this whole season so far. How do you feel the first part of the season has really gone for you and your group?
1: Um, I think that it, it's it's really you know. It, it's gone the way that I expected. Um, I think that um, I think that we have beat ourselves in certain games. And so uh, I think that we are growing and I think that we have the opportunity to be in in better in closer games coming up.
0: Yeah. And what what have your expectations you talked about? You know, you thought this is how it was going to go. What were really some of those expectations? And are you focusing more on winning? Or are you guys trying to enjoy yourselves and, and let the team have their season uh, after being cut short last year and obviously being cut short with this whole school year in general?
1: Yeah, it's really kind of a balancing act. It, 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 you know, I want these guys to have um, their month and a half short little season here after being, you know, homebound for so long as all of us. Um, I want them to enjoy it. I want them to enjoy playing the game. And at the same time, I think that we need to focus on um, and of getting better and, um, and maintaining that, that pride of Oswego Hockey. And, and so it's a balancing act. Our wins and losses, the focus, not so much for me. It's more um, us just getting better on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, and now really to take a look at your whole coaching career in general, you've been with the team for a little bit. And what was really your main reason for getting into coaching? And why do you love coaching uh, specifically this varsity program?
1: Yeah, I, after playing at Oswego state, and then I went over and played in Europe for a little bit and I came home and I started to work. uh, I I was building houses and just, you know, something I I was out of the game a little bit and just kind of missing something. And my old coach, Pete Sears um, asked me to help out for a year And I absolutely fell in love with coaching. It was just, it was just what I needed in it. And um, so then I started the process. I went back to school, um, got my, uh, commuted to Brockport and got my phys ed degree and got a teaching job. And at the same time, right around there, I was helping out with uh, George Roll at Oswego State and Eddie Gozik. And I kind of learned uh, I did. I learned so much from those guys and then got my first high school job after that.
0: Did you you, uh, you stayed right with the uh, Oswego High School team, right? You didn't have a coaching job before that?
1: No. When I first uh, started with Fulton um, teaching, uh, that's where I um, started my high school. So I was, I was there for 10 seasons.
0: Okay. And, then, yeah. and that really yeah. adds to that rivalry too.
1: Yeah, I know it's it's so it's been interesting. We've always had that rivalry, and um, I enjoy playing them. It's 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 just a good, healthy, friendly competition between us.
0: Mm, definitely, and really going back to the season uh, for some of the listeners, maybe that haven't had a chance to really tune into your games. Uh, do you think there's there's a few players? Uh, that they should start learning, that they really have made an impact so far this team? I know I can name a couple, uh, but from more, from your point of view, who do you think's really made an impact so far and is going to continue to lead this team through the rest of the season?
1: Well, I mean, I, you got to, you know, starting from the back, I mean, you know, Brandon Demling has not, you know, probably lived up to what his expectations are, and I think that you know, it's tough for a goaltender. He really didn't have a preseason, didn't have you know, time to maybe find his rhythm, I still believe in him. And so I think that, um, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to start tonight, but we're certainly, he'll, he'll certainly get his opportunity this week. And, and, and we're all rooting for him. You know, I want him to be successful. So, so hopefully that. Can
0: I actually pause you for a quick sec? I had a knock on the door. Sure. Go ahead.
1: Good. And then, you know, on the blue line for my defenseman um, you know, Adam Mahalski has been, um playing so well and he is you know there's never a lack of effort with him and he he anchors us um and some of the younger guys are you know neil roman and and tommy back and jack o'leary are all making strides on a daily basis so then uh up front you know um Collins in Toronto has certainly made a, a big Im- impact on our team. And, um, he's starting to put the puck in the net. Like we know he can, he's got a great little touch and, um, he sees the game so well. Um, Braden Miller and, uh, and Frank, um, Wincheck playing centers. Um, those guys are, are a huge part of it. And, um, uh, Marcus Baker can put the puck in the net. So, uh, so we're, you know, and Lucas, Katie can as well. So those guys are the, are really the guys that we're going to lean on. Um, and some of the younger guys are, are getting there.
0: Yeah. You guys definitely have a core up front of maybe six or seven forwards. that can really get it done for you guys. And then you talk about these younger players uh, like Lewis Roman and, and Ian Katie guys that are starting to step up and take care of the business and in, in your depth roles. Uh, you talk about your goaltending. I'm going to go back to that. And I, it's funny you talked about it because that was my next question. Yeah. Uh, he, he did struggle against Baldwinville. Obviously, they're a good team. They're a Division One team. And yep. what did you really tell them at the end of the – what did you tell him specifically at the end of that period? Because I know I saw you talk to him. Obviously, you got to talk to your goaltender in that situation. And what are you going to do moving forward uh, with goaltending? Are you going to stick with him, or are you going to play that hot hand really in that?
1: I, um, I simply told him that I loved him and that we all go through those times as an athlete. I said, I believe in you and you'll get your opportunity coming back here soon. And I said, just be a leader because these guys look up to you and uh, and we'll get through this together. And so that was my message to him. Uh, as far as tonight goes, um, you know, that's something that we're going to talk about. But I would probably lean uh, toward Mason getting the nod for Lovich because. uh because Brandon did struggle against CBA the last time we played him. So maybe give um, him a little bit of a break and, and, and let CBA see something different. But.
0: And you also have two more games coming up after CBA tonight. Obviously this, this episode and this interview is going to come out on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. So we'll already have that result, but uh, two, two good opponents that you can play and you can really get Demling's confidence back up real, real quickly, obviously. Uh, and to touch on those four games this week, what are you really preaching to your guys uh, with such a quick turnaround? Obviously at two losses uh, now, but what are you, what are you telling your guys coming into tonight and and for the rest of the week, really?
1: We're focused on, on shift in and shift out one period at a time, trying to win periods, um, even breaking those periods down and trying to win, you know, the next five minutes type thing. Um, It is kind of a long haul um, with some very, very good opponents. And so, you know, but like I tell them, uh, we're not going to get any better um, playing, playing, you know, whoever we're going to get better playing these very, very good teams. And so let's just focus on all the positives that, that are happening right now. And um, and we take it one game at a time.
0: Is it a struggle sometimes when you have these four, game, four games in four days and you can't get on the ice to practice at all? Are you trying to practice during the game, especially towards the end of last night when you guys were down by a little bit, you could take the last eight minutes and tell them to work on something? Is that what you guys are doing?
1: We are. Uh, I'm throwing different systems at them so they can adapt kind of on the fly. So hopefully that in the future, or down the road, um, even next season, when I have these guys and I say, hey, you know, midstream, we're going to change our forecheck or we're going to make these adjustments. Those are kind of things that we're working on right now. We changed, you know, midstream last night, our D zone face-offs, they were reading. And so we kind of changed that up and that we broke out fairly easy. And, you know, after that. And so, you know, and, and I'm just working on little things with, with players and habits and, in-game stuff. So really just concentrating on on improving us as a whole. Really maybe with the idea of looking more towards next year.
0: And another thing I want to touch on, you touched uh, on the systems really. One thing I noticed when I was doing the game last night, you kind of stretched the D zone out almost to the red line, almost to the far blue line. And as a hockey player, as a guy that's been around the game, I've never seen that before. You took one of your forwards, you put him out at the red line, you draw that defender wow. out, you made it four-on-four four hockey in your wow. own zone. Where does that come from, and what, what's the goal really with that system? It's really odd. Yeah,
1: I have some crazy ones. So, uh, so that one there, we call the box and one, and I throw a guy out the far blue line. What happens is, is that teams, um, they do, they pull a defenseman off the line. He is the last choice of who we really want to break out with because if you look if you break down the breakout um the two underneath guys the two forwards are the guys that are that are open and that all of a sudden creates a quick two-on-one with the defenseman that's left Mm -hmm. and so the transition so it really changes the game and opens up the breakout it all depends on how different teams react um it's interesting how how different coaches coach against that
0: and how is like I don't know if you talked to the coach last night for Baldwinsville but how did his team react to that and did he say anything about it after the game?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I talked to him. He didn't he didn't really mention it. I watched there's a couple of coaches out there um that I have great respect and admiration for and uh and they do some neat things against it that make me get out of it instantly. Um uh so Really, if I'm coaching against it, when we get possession, I bring that other defenseman back in the zone and I run our power play. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so what happens is, is if, they, if they do that and score, then you're kind of out of lockup on it. If, if, uh, if they go ahead and, and take the bait, and at times last night they sent both defensemen out because they, the, the communication – um yeah. down between their 2D. And so now it's really open. You just got chip pucks into open space and, uh, and you're out. And uh, it, where I got it, where I get some of my ideas, um, Middlebury and Bill Beanie won five national championships in a row. And they played a, a what they call the torpedo system. They would forecheck two guys and they would have uh, three across the blue line and run all sorts of different systems out of that. But they would, they, he would send two guys out of the zone at times. And, and that's where the small area games um, were created. Yeah, I know you, t-
0: you touched on Middlebury before, and that's really interesting. Yeah. I thought it was something cool that something that maybe the guys watching or anyone listening to the broadcast didn't really pick up on uh, that we could touch on a little more. And I thought it was interesting how you did that. And, and then to talk about the penalties, you didn't really go a uh, lot to the box last night, but you did over the weekend a little bit. Do you guys tell, or does your coaching staff tell the guys to, to play aggressive and know that your penalty kill can take care of business? Or are you more of a, let's try to stay out of the box uh, and play a little more laid back?
1: I really, one of my game goals is three minors or less. I think that it's not laid back. I think that it's very aggressive, but we need to do it in a in a legal, smart way. And so... You know, the other night we're we're killing a penalty, and I've got somebody that cross checks somebody behind the net. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just when that wasn't even where they needed to be. They were just trying to make a play, and they were probably a little frustrated at the way the game's going. Um, you know, so if, if you're if it's proper angling, stick on stick, um, super aggressive but legal, that's what I want. But we just can't win hockey games um, with two lines, and then you need to use those guys to kill penalties, you're going to be out of gas halfway through the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. You're not going to make it if you're going to short shift guys and not play your five-on-five. Five. And the one thing that we talked about was the CBA game. I think it was it was either CNS or CBA. The second period, there was eight eight or nine penalties, and there was no rhythm to the period at all. No one could get anything done from both sides. So it really just kills the game when you do take yourself out of it like uh, like it has happened in the past sometimes. And it's good to see that, that your team responded well against a real tough, fast, uh, baldwinsville team too.
1: Yeah. And, and they, you know, I was very proud of them and they're And, and so last night we talked about it, we, you know, just had some unfortunate spotting them three goals, but I really felt like we were still, um, uh, physically able to play with them near the end of the game because we hadn't taken all those penalties. We had taken two minors last night and, um, you know, I mean, a couple little breaks, and we missed three or four breakaways last night. So, you, you, you know, a couple little breaks here and there, and, and it's a different hockey game last night. So I was proud of them.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely um, agree with you on that. And uh, so well, now the well, last question that I'm going to say today, uh, it's uh, usually Joey's question, of course, I'm going to answer or ask yeah, right. it here. Uh, but right. What is your favorite restaurant or, or dish in all of Oswego? If you had one last place to go to, uh, where are you going to?
1: Oh... That it's a tough, tough
0: question. Pressure, and we ask, I am. we ask everyone on the podcast that comes on it. So,
1: but see, I, I, am not a, um, I'm more of a, uh, sports bar type guy. So I'm probably headed to cheap seats for the Walker sandwich and a cold beverage.
0: So that's, so that's a little different because, uh, usually if you're like some of us college students would just say press box. And I yeah. feel like a lot of SUNY Oswego students do not understand how good cheap seats is. Yeah. So it's, it's funny really you lovely. say that being a little more local than, than, uh, us, uh, it's really awesome to see that. Cause I think that's the <laughs> first time we've heard cheap seats, uh, on the podcast. So, all right, well, there you go. Well, thank oh. you uh, for coming on the podcast and joining us today. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. We're going to wish you all the best of luck. And of course I'll see you around the rank. Uh, and, uh, let me know if you need anything else and thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, welcome back for that interview with Kevin Ahert, head coach of the Oswego High School boys hockey team. I want to thank him once again uh, for coming on the podcast and also good luck the rest of the season. Uh, he's really a friend of the podcast, a friend of mine now uh, after being able to broadcast some of the games. I can't wait to see what this team can do the rest of the way. Hopefully improve that record uh, and take care of business against some tough teams in Section 3 hockey.
2: Yeah, Uh yeah, I mean, we're just hoping that the Oswego boys Buccaneers soccer team does as well as they can the rest of the season. We got a few more games left to cover, and uh, Coach Ahern's now now front of the pod.
0: Yeah, you just talked about how this team's really going to wrap up before spring sports happens. So they're really taking us all the way uh, to the start of the spring sports season for Las Vegas State Lakers. So that's pretty cool. But let's dive in and start wrapping up uh, this episode here on the 104 Sports Report. Reminder to watch all those season three episodes. We got three of them out. Jason Leone, uh, the all Suniak decade uh, coach. Uh, he's on there. You've got to listen to that one. That's a great interview. Uh, really a guy that loves basketball and you can listen to him for days. He's a great, a great guy and a good coach uh, podcast platforms. Of course, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play breaker, anywhere you find your music and podcasts. We're on there. Thank God. And WNYO affiliate 8.9 FM in Oswego or online at WNYO 8.9.org releases every Wednesday, 3.00 PM right now until we do get spring sports and, uh, of course, if you want to, leave some messages or voicemails at 315-216-7593. That's 315-216-7593. Question, comments, concerns can go all to that voicemail. You can text us voicemail it. Uh, of course, I'm not going to answer the live call, but uh, you can drop any concerns there. Joe, please give me your uh, your social media Twitter page.
2: Uh, my Twitter page doesn't have 100,000 impressions in half a month, but uh, Joey Polatsky on Twitter.
0: Yeah, Joe, I I I think I hit one ten Twitter impressions this month and it's not over yet. Uh I just want to say it's gonna dive down here now with the spring sports decision finally being official. Uh so for my Twitter fame, uh I did love it. I love you guys. And uh I'll see you someday when they decide to cancel uh sports or something like hopefully that.
2: Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh Zach Case is the self-proclaimed biggest Twitter in all of us we go. I, I would I would agree with that statement, but it's, it's self proclaimed. And you know, that. and
0: you know what, friend of the podcast Ben Grico would say, "I'm an idiot," and he's the he's the biggest guy. But I just want to point out that the source came to me, be, not Ben Grico. So
2: I'm staying out of that one. I'm I'm staying out of that one. Ben Grico right already, Ben Grico, Ben Grico already came from my head on Twitter last week. I don't need to slander him anymore.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, social media for me, of course, is K 6 You can follow me for COVID-19 updates on SUNY Oswego's campus. And, of course, anything revolving Oswego State Lakers and Oswego Boys Buccaneers hockey team or Girls Buccaneer hockey team, too, when they return uh, from their week-long break. Uh, thank you for your support of the one Oh four sports support. If you want to see us on Twitter and Instagram, it's one Oh four sports support. That's once again at one Oh four sports report. Once again, thank you for the support, Joey and I are so happy that we have spring sports returning. Uh, Joey, uh, do you want to say anything before I wrap this thing up?
2: No, I'm just ex- super excited. We got uh spring sports back. The coverage on the podcast will be great. NYO, TOP, everything. I mean, I'm excited. We're Just less than a month out I'm over the moon.
0: A lot of, lot of guys are happy uh, that the sports are back. We're excited. I think the podcast is finally going to be uh, built uh, for something that it's made for. Joe, uh, one final comment yep. before last, I wrap this thing up.
2: Last comment. Speaking of spring sports, next week, bit, big interview. Spring sports star athlete. We'll leave it at that.
0: That's all we're gonna say. We're not name dropping anyone here on the one. Sports. Sports But he's a friend of the
2: pod, friend of the pod, and a big
0: Zach Case follower on Twitter. Uh, But once again, thank you for listening to the One Hundred and Four Sports. Where we appreciate your uh, your tuning in and your listening. Uh, It's greatly appreciated. We love doing this and we love talking to you guys. Uh, as, and we hope that you guys keep c- com- coming back uh, for the podcast. Make sure you listen to past episodes. And we'll be back here Wednesday at 3 p.m. for Episode 5 of the 104 Sports Report of Season 3. Thank you. And you've been listening to your main source for Oswego Sports, the 104 Sports Report.